Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for But we're giving it to you anyway I'm your host, Sammy C And here with me is our wonderful guest Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Gigi Launchbog How are you? I'm doing good, doing good tonight Thank you so much for joining us for uh, episode 17. For those of you following at home, this is minute 16. Starts at 16.01 and ends at 17. And uh, we've got quite a juicy minute in here. Some serious drama happening. So I'm going to go ahead and hop into the summary. So this minute starts with Chris, our uh, brave young hero so far, saying... Uh, I don't, um, and Franny, uh, saying, seems a shame to waste it. Let's make learning fun, and then making what I'm assuming is meant to be a, like, a seductive face. She's, she's wasting her time, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Barking up the wrong tree, yes, so to speak. Yes, I tend to agree. And, uh, the face, you know, she's tried to, like, it seems like an overtly sexual face for the conversation that they're having. Um, so, you know, she's really hamming it up. She's trying to make chemistry happen between her and this other actor, and it's just not really happening. Chris is like, well, let me look at the list of books and make a schedule and, uh, make a list and kind of rambles and then literally runs away from her back into his own house and <laughs> just leaves her standing there in his backyard yeah she looks about as puzzled as what uh, i think the viewers are at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah right now i'm on the same page as Friday's like what what is going on uh she does the natural thing and turns to duffy and says what the heck cat yeah, I, I always talk to my cat like that. <laughs> yeah, anytime anything weird happens, I'm just like, please explain this to me, cat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess it's not that surprising that the cat started talking to him. They've been talking to him already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. everybody's asking Duffy for wisdom. And, you know, it's like, honestly, he's just going to go ahead and start talking back. And then we retreated to more of Duffy's uh, beautiful interior monologue, which where he's just thinking very loudly. At his drunkest sounding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. This is definitely the most uh, slurry and, like, mumbled that I think the the voiceover work here gets. 
<laughs> with Eric Roberts. Uh, and he says something to the effect of, Don't ask me. I'm here to help you humans, but understanding your behavior is beyond me. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to say exactly there. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming Duffy, it was ad-libbed. You hope so anyway. The, the one thing that I think is really interesting about Duffy's character in the context of like this being a kids movie and we're supposed to find this magical cat very endearing is that he's super condescending about humans yeah I don't know, you know, he's, uh, he, he seems like a, you know, this old world weary, I don't know, <laughs> private eye or something. I don't know, he does not seem like he should be the cat in the family film. You want the cat, you know, especially since this is like, a, this is supposedly a family film, though there's been some speculation about like who the audience for this film is. Yeah, I tell you, I, I swear, there, there's got to be a porn cut of this somewhere. <laughs> there I mean... has to be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is the, the porniest non-porn I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, definitely. Every time they cut away, you swear that, that, that the camera is keeping rolling, and that's when the sex happens. Then we are treated to Chris running into his room, and he leans against the, the wall, and he holds his books to his chest, and the music swells, and he has a deep sigh. We actually don't get much of the uh, patented talking cat soundtrack in this minute. Not so much as some of them. I would say the music in this in this part, especially where Chris is in his room, is a little bit more dramatic than, than necessary. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like this super sad, like, sweeping. Well, he is a little bit overdramatic, so I guess maybe the overly dramatic music does fit. <laughs> Yes, yes, because he runs into his room, he leans against the wall directly behind him and sighs, and then he runs across the room and leans against the wall across the <laughs> yes. room and sighs again. <laughs> That's how he, he keeps his willowy physique, all that running across <laughs> all the room. The running and sighing. <laughs> his final line, our final line of the minute is... Uh, a deep sigh, and that was horrible. He knows of what she speaks. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I would say this is a... He's making a fair assessment of... The fact that he invited the girl he likes over to to study with him and ran away from her and left her alone in his backyard while he's upstairs in his like giant maze mansion house. I, I, that house should have got a credit. I swear. Oh, I did hear that it was actually torn down. That which is like that should be on the National Register of Historic Places. <laughs> I had this weird desire to like go tour the house, like go see it, like yeah. You know, make a pilgrimage to the talking cat house, but you know. Oh my God, those <laughs> those close-ups showing the baseboards. I may not get the uh, the good housekeeping seal of approval all the time at my place, but if I was going to be shooting a movie in my house, I would have cleaned up a little bit. <laughs> You don't get by just from having a very large, garishly decorated home. Handprints and smudges on the walls. It's like, oh. Maybe it's a good thing it's been torn down, but it still makes me sad. This is kind of the first minute where we really get the kids, like Chris's conflict as a character. I can't get over how little chemistry there is between Chris and Franny. Seriously, of all the, uh, I mean, there's like supposed to be romance going everywhere in this movie right but two guys i mean that's you know <laughs> that swimming <laughs> yeah. scene was like the only romantic scene in the <laughs> yeah. entire movie it, yeah 
Yeah, and it is like that. That scene is oddly romantic because it's almost sweet. Like yeah. it's almost a sweet scene. I, I kind of and... hope for the two of them. You know, that was like the onset romance to come out of this movie. Those two. <laughs> yes. You know, it's, I mean, I understand. It's it's a kids movie. I mean, we're not talking that it's going to be war and peace here, but there's like all of these like ridiculously trivial problems right. that are like so overly dramatic you know it's like <laughs> these people will freak out of the drop of a hat problems that could be solved with a google search in most <laughs> yes. cases there's no discussion of why these are both like single parent homes there's no discussion of like why everybody seems to not really like each other not really get each other you know like there are all these like broken relationships but yeah, those aren't the problems <laughs> there are all these dysfunctional relationships but those aren't really framed as the problems dad is bored the mom has cheese puffs and you can't go to business college <laughs> they all have their their goal which is like the piddliest dumbest goal <laughs> i guess it makes sense because these issues have to be solved by like one conversation with yeah. a cat i still think the cat could be a little bit more magical than just like kind of sitting around in people's backyards and making sassy commentary <laughs> i guess it's a good thing they didn't have serious problems i, I don't think that that cat could have you know brought about world peace or anything <laughs> i think maybe right. like cramming these two people together is that's about the the limit of his skills just because he can talk does that mean that he has a, a higher level of intelligence like is uh is duffy you know granted some other level of wisdom just because he can speak that caller seems to be able to do you know whatever is needed this is the plot demands so i probably <laughs> increased his iq some because why not seriously there's like 10 minutes of plot max i mean this could have been like a sick one episode of a sitcom do you have any final closing thoughts about minute 16 of a talking cat i don't know it's just i just it's kind of a good introduction for how awkward every interaction between these two is going to be. It's not going to get any better. Yes, it actually, it absolutely sets the tone for just the awkwardness of the kid with anyone, but mostly with Franny. Yeah. Yeah, it but is fantastic. It's head cannon for me, you know. Deputy offer and all. I, I'm I'm saying that those those two guys, uh, Trent and Chris, they definitely hooked up. That in my head, they yeah. hooked up. You know, there's all right. Well, thank you so much, Gigi. All right, for thank you. Uh, being be on this episode, and hopefully we'll have you back. It was great. All right, so, I'd love to. Yeah, thanks so much. Can't get enough of talking cast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atalkingcast. Follow us on Twitter at atalkingcast. And you can help out the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Bye! Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The Talking Cast is about to begin. That was episode 17 of... A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Sammy C, with guest host Gigi Launchbaugh. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended.
in loving memory of Jaden Holmes.